I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. DIY and How Studios presents From Toronto, Canada Muses and Stuff with your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Part of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Network of Podcasts. Music. Culture. Technology. And rock and roll. So grab those backstage passes and let's get to the show. Thank you so much for having us. I've been a fan for a long time, so it always means a lot when you really... Well, you know what? We, we just do this ourselves. We don't work for anybody, so we don't talk to bands who we don't like, so... <laughs> Wonderful. That's the way to do it. Yeah, you ought not do what you don't want to do. We don't do what we don't want to do. We only do what we want to do. Wow. So that wasn't a question. Don't worry. For listeners, could you introduce yourselves and... Uh, role in the band? I am Ryan Goldemont. I sing and play guitar and write some songs. I'm Jasmine Parkin. I sing and play keys. I'm Molly Goldemont. I sing and I play the synth and I also do the artwork. Yeah. So um, we've just wrapped up October and you seem like a real spooky bunch. Do Do we really? (laughs) You do. You know know that you do. Um, did you dress up? And what did you dress up as for I'm Halloween? I'm trying to be myself these days. That's what this album's all about. It's about being yourself. I actually hate dressing up. I hate Halloween. 
very hate's a strong word. Actually, I don't hate it, but I don't like dressing up. Yeah, that's that. What were you? Well, um, yeah, oh, I don't want to answer. I also hate Halloween. No, I went out as uh, Mia Wallace. And oh, from, from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Oh. And okay. I'd wanted to do it for a few years, and then I had a Halloween party, and I did a live reenactment of her. Of the dance of, uh, well, I didn't have a Vince Vega, so we, I didn't have the, um, that dance, but I did the girl, you'll be a woman soon, pretended to find the cocaine in the pocket, turns out it was heroin, sniffed it on the ground. Oh, did you do, like, the whole nice. Did you do the... I, I did. I did it. My, my whole self. And then last year, I was David Byrne in the big suit from Talking Heads. Nice. That's pretty sweet. You're my hero. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In all honest honesty we flew yesterday and so the whole day kind of revolved around like getting ready to fly and then flying and then we got in late so we went to bed so it's very boring none of us dressed up so sorry i didn't even eat a single piece of candy not one was so disappointing i had a little bit left over i should have brought some well at least you know there today is a day of celebration you know we're here to talk about your new album and dance and cry comes out november 2nd yeah tomorrow amazing yeah can you tell us about the album and dance and cry can mean so much to so many people like what does that mean to you who's dancing who's crying um well yeah I, i i do a bit of both to be honest yeah but uh okay so dance and cry it's obviously kind of like a dichotomy but um it's meant to symbolize how connected opposites are in life and how opposites sort of need each other in order to to uh i don't know give context to themselves that's a pretty vague answer basically it's like about healing and one needs to really own and get to know their pain in order to get to the other side of it and become good and become peaceful and and uh strive towards something better um and I think that was born from my own experience. I was having a tough time in life, and it was it was uh, it was time to write this record. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this without it becoming too morose? I wanted to write something hopeful and motivational and positive, but yet I was kind of in a dark space. So I used that as an avenue to to find those those uh, more positive themes. And then a song like "Dance and Cry" kind of surfaces, and it's like those those. That's a great title. That's a, that could be a good uh, overarching theme. And then you start fleshing it out from there. Yeah. We spoke with Fred Penner on I think this very street around, and I feel like he said a couple of like similar things. Like Fred Penner was really on the same <laughs> wavelength as you. He's deep. He seems cool. Yeah. He's like a really cool guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Does that remind you of him? For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually get Billy Idol, but I, I can... You can connect. Yeah, I'd, I'd love Fred to connect Penner. with Fred. Yeah. Um, no, that's wonderful. I took a whole year off last year just to heal and cry and yeah. dance and... Fuck yeah. Yeah. You got to. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes it's tough out there. Yeah. <laughs> So this is your seventh album. Do you approach each one differently, or do you have a method of creation that you know you normally 
your process normally takes? Um, well, if you're lucky, the songs just fall from the sky and you chase them around. Um, but that doesn't always happen. The last couple of records was a bit more arduous. Like I kind of had to pry the songs out of some place that they wanted to stay hidden from. Um, and I was tired of doing it that way, like showing up at the workbench and laying down a beat and singing gibberish until a lyric formed, like that kind of architectural method. I was tired of doing that. I wanted this to be more organic and uh, more abstract and experimental. So this record differs from from many of the records, from most of the records, and how I approached writing it. I kind of like responded to the elements and sounds from the outdoors or things people would say or I would write songs born from conversations or you know like bird song. I was really like receptive to things outside of myself and using those as platforms to to write songs from. Yeah it was cool. Yeah and I kind of just did different things like I took a trip to Costa Rica by myself and I that was really uh I was really stringent within lifestyle, like really healthy and meditating a lot, shut out the media and really disciplined with a work ethic uh, of like writing eight hours a day for a couple of months. And during that time, like my channels just kind of like opened up. I just, I got below my thoughts and like into a more feeling heart space and was just like closer to the muse or something. Like it was a, it was a special time. Yeah. Which I think I deserved because the last couple of records, like, it was kind of uncomfortable writing them. It wasn't necessarily joyous. Yeah. Got the job done, but this one, yeah, it was, I don't know, transcendental. It's a special one. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I was going to ask if you like went to a mountain or something. I had a feeling that maybe you, you did Costa or Rica. Costa Rica works too. Uh, Molly, I follow you on Instagram and you ha seems like you have some really interesting projects and hobbies outside of music, including mask making. Oh, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your art outside of music or within? Yeah, most of my art these days is within music. That's what I do. And I have other projects, like other people come to me and I create their images for them, too. What I'm really getting into right now, stem stemming from this album and, like, the photographic side of things, is I'm like, I kind of want to get into photography. I want to go and, like do the darkroom thing and so that's where I'm going to be heading and that's what my focus is on right now yeah wicked um uh, when I called you guys spooky I just kind of meant like sometimes things um and maybe because I came like as a fan really early too I think I came during Oh my heart and I'm wondering if you um have ever heard of this podcast that has listeners who are called murderinos so people who are really interested in true crime and like the macabre have, have you a heard friend of this? like that yeah she loves like serial killer exactly podcasts. exactly are, are you into that at all i'm not okay um she always is trying to get me into it i used to be into like witchcraft and that kind of thing like in uh, junior high, I painted my nails black and was like really watching all the horror movies and thought I was like the on the other side. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but now, now people know. Well, speaking of witchy shit and Instagram accounts, you've 
put some tarot cards up on yours, right, Jasmine? Uh -huh. um, do you read tarot cards? Do you not professionally? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a the worst bastardized version of tarot card reading. I just I like tools and I, I believe in things probably that a lot of people don't believe in and um, that works for me. And so I just use tarot like pretty much on a daily basis to like, I just feel like there's guides and I feel like I'm trying more and more to be connected to that sort of like whatever it is, a guide or an internal guide. Um, and I think tarot is just one of the ways to do that. So, so I use them a lot sometimes multiple times a day <laughs> great well i brought my shamanic healing I oracle wondering. cards because it's november I it's I november and it might be nice for everybody to uh pull one at the end just to kind of see what to. message you're getting for the coming month i was having a, a bit of like a panty about not having my tarot cards with me i was like oh i should have flown with them i should have brought <laughs> it's only two days which is just hilarious I so i saw the box and i figured the box was used for like headphones or something but i'm really happy there's tarot cards in there yeah it's one of my it's one of my favorite decks <laughs> totally uh, so speaking of you know, connecting and everything uh what kind of things do you guys do to promote your mental and emotional wellness uh, while you're on tour or making an album? Is that something that you're always mindful of? Yeah, we're a pretty healthy bunch at, at this time of our lives. On tour, yeah, like it's pretty important to exercise and eat well. And uh, there's a few meditators in the band. I, th I think that's, that's a really great tool just to keep those crazy thoughts at bay. Um, yeah, you know, just like not falling down too many cyber rabbit holes for me that's that's really good um you know sometimes i just decide to do all of the right things like for two weeks or for two months or for a year you know and there's such a huge improvement with the quality of living like if i just like just do everything right you know and just read and and you know no passive entertainment and eat well and exercise and meditate and be creative and nurture my relationships and stay present it's like things just like glow but it's hard to keep up it really is because it's, it's like work um and not everybody does it society doesn't really advocate for it they kind of want you to to null out um and so you do and then it's like wow it's, it was way better in the light it was way better when you know, I was really striving for something bigger. But yeah, it is hard to keep up. Um, but, you know, we do what we can. Good. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, we're healthy. We're very healthy. We're conscious of eating and exercising and just Molly and I are pretty much like off the stage, makeup off, brush the teeth in our bunk. Like that's, yeah. Like who can beat beat Face the other? Oil yeah. And, oh yeah. All know, the just all the tricks. Yeah, I'm usually in bed by a solid nine thirty every <laughs> night. But um, yeah, I I'm an elementary school teacher five days of the week. So wow. the we that do is cool it job. is it's great, and with just like staying present and promoting wellness, like I'm so happy that it's in education right now mm. because things are really starting to fall apart at about grade eight where mm. like the social media takes hold. So mm. there's a lot oh. of like mental wellness and mental health initiatives in our schools right now, which is really good. That's we nice really to need hear. That. Yeah. 
Um, so Lynx and I have a podcast and it started because we were really interested in uh, women such as Anita Pallenberg and Marianne Faithful. So like the women who have been wives or uh, girlfriends or groupies or muses to um, like rock stars. But it branched out because we were always like, who's that woman beside the, you know, so it branches out to like our latest episode is with Dorothy Carvello. So she worked at Atlantic Records since 1987 under Ahmet Erdogan, the female A&R executive. And she just wrote a book about her time. Yeah, it's called Anything for a Hit. It's so good. And she calls out just a lot of stuff. And, And Ahmet also did the rock and roll. He started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she really talks about being uh, a woman working in music in the you know 1980s and beyond. And I'm so happy that you're here, but we originally thought it was going to be, you know, a, a girl time. <laughs> well, is this the girl interview? Oh, well, Ryan's here. It's so perfect. <laughs> no, this oh, is great. I can leave. I like no. people I yeah, it's yeah. Nice. It's nice. Ryan's in touch with his feminine side, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's perfect. Plus, you know, he looks like... It's great. Well, I saw, in the, I, saw, I saw in the press sheet there was one interview that was it was all girls, and I was like, "That's great! I get to have a breather." <laughs> and th- this is that one. Yeah. This is the one. Great. Okay, I'm out of here. You guys uh, have a good rest of the interview. Ciao. <laughs> so a lot of the times when we're talking, when we know that we're specifically coming in with women, I feel like now it's this kind of thing where almost there's like a pressure that we have to talk about some things, you know, like maybe uh, last year or a year and a half ago when we were doing the interviews, we could, you know, kind of keep it fairly light. And a lot of the times it's going to a little bit of like, we're we're getting heavier, right? Mm -hmm. Because now we feel like it's our duty as, as women who have microphones to talk about what's going on in the entertainment industry, which is why I brought up, you know, Dorothy, for example. Um, do you feel like these conversations, these interviews that you've been having have been taking that sort of direction a lot more in the last three months, six months, a year? Maybe not just as far as what's been happening for us. We haven't had a lot of stuff going on. So we've been like pre-record release and that kind of thing. So there hasn't been a ton. But I was recently asked to come and speak on a panel of women in music. And I think more and more of that is happening. That was sort of around like the Skookum Fest stuff in Vancouver, which was a big festival that happened. And so people are just seemingly organizing more stuff for for us to sort of get together and sit around tables or sit on panels and, and chat to other women like whether they're aspiring musicians or whether they're really established there was like you know everyone seems to be wanting to um share which is really really nice you know so I think the main thing right now is just to get women visible like get us out there so young girls see women and it's normal it's not like unique it's not like you have to be special to be a rock star or special to be a physicist and a woman it's just like normal like mm-hmm. men have grown up their entire lives and it's like men do everything so i can do everything you don't have to be special so there is pressure for women to get out there but we don't really have to say anything super poignant just be there be strong like do stuff show other women show young girls that you can do stuff and that's that's important. So put the pressure, take the pressure away and just show up. So throughout this podcast, we tell stories about women who have, you know, supported the rock star or had some sort of um, part in 
building them up and we've come to sort of realize some hard truths about you know people that you build up and that's good though you know to bring people down we're all human and um we were wondering could you tell us you know from your years of experience a rock and roll cliche that is not true and a rock and roll cliche that is mm. <laughs> <laughs> well i think the one that comes to mind immediately for rock and roll cliches and having worked with like many, 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 many different like man bands yeah. um, is that there's a lot, there were and perhaps still are a lot of bands who for sure are taking advantage of the young ladies that uh, come to shows mm -hmm. and it's been really, really normalized. Um, so that cliche probably very much still exists and has existed and, and we've seen it firsthand many times. Uh, anything that you can think of? Um, the unhealthy lifestyle is like a cliche that kind of isn't really true as much. Like I was shocked to like see all these bands and like most of them are like gargling, don't like smoke or drink and like they do all of like these meditating things yeah. and like this is like hardcore bands. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I was imagining like all sorts of nastiness going on behind stage and they're yeah. like, no, I have to have my tea and my yeah. yoga and it's like. So that's like, yeah, there's like a facade yeah. around it. Like, yeah, if you want to stick around, you can't yeah. really be. You have to that take care of yourself. Yeah. Like that's how it is, yeah. especially the older you get. Like yeah. you can't be treating your body in an abusive way. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, and then just uh, because you've been, you know, you've this isn't your first rodeo. You've done <laughs> lots of interviews before. Is there anything that you don't get asked that you want to talk about? Like any questions that you wish that people would ask you instead of just the... No, I, I don't like being asked questions. Okay, so just about no you? questions. <laughs> it's funny. It's so interesting you bring up this topic because like, yeah, it, it is, it's difficult sometimes to answer questions in interview settings for sure. Um, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I wish someone would ask me about this because I don't have particularly have anything burning. Mm -hmm. But I think um, it's nice that you guys, like, for example, picked out things from the Instagram or had something to ask us more specifically. I find like in the interview settings a lot, it's about the songs and about the stuff that's like very Ryan centered, which is great. He's awesome. Um, but there's not always a ton we... I can contribute specifically because I have a very certain role. I do a certain thing and I could probably talk for hours about that, like what that is. But um, it seems like there's less questions <laughs> that. that just came to mind. But um, but yeah, thank you for thank you for asking. OK, uh, in closing this uh, outside of music, what are you passionate about right now? What's giving you life right now? I'm really into reading about anthropology. I love art, as you know. I love photography. And um, I'm into this women's rights new movement. I'm into reading about it and learning about women from the past as well, like that have done amazing things that we've just never heard about. So that's kind of a passion for me. Great. I had a bit of a nervous breakdown recently, so I'm on like a self-help self-love kind of kick at the moment and that's kind of giving me life I'm reading a Pima Chodron book that's really beautiful and 
Um, I'm doing this wonderful exercise every day where you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself you're beautiful and you love yourself. And it sounds really stupid, but um, actually like something happens with your subconscious mind uh, and it'll inform your conscious mind over time. So it's like the rule of three, three times every single day. And apparently, eventually, your subconscious can't differentiate between what you believe and what you don't believe. And it starts to, like, seep in. So, self-love. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. You pass oh. the mic over. I get to speak? <laughs> oh, I'm pretty one-dimensional. I, I, I just like music and um, pouring uh, love into this band. That seems to be really what I'm doing most these days um but i do like poetry you know and not to be like uh there's a pretension around that perhaps but like i just like sitting there and reading it and without even having to understand it i really like words and um i like that medium a lot um and i like i like the idea of potential like i like thinking a lot about how to how to become a more effective and uh a multifaceted high performing human like really graduating to that like ninja status like like the rock like i like following like these guys on instagram like the rock or like david goggins and these guys like navy seals it's like wow those guys they don't do what everyone else does they really take this living a life business to the next level yeah. and, and that really intrigues me not to say that i do that um but maybe i Maybe I'll get there one day. That it's it's a goal to become really adept at life, and not just do a bunch of things, but be happy while doing a bunch of things. That's that's the most important part. Be like enlightened, happy, at peace while like crushing it and doing a bunch of different projects. Here, here, cheers to that. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure speaking with you, and uh, I can't wait to listen to the new album and watch yeah, you perform really tonight. That. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Muses and Self is produced by Chantelle Lemieux and Link Soler. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Please visit rockandrollarchaeology.com for more information. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Eco meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.